What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Coffee Club Podcast, episode 84. Back in the studio, very quiet after the rowdiness of last week, being out in Philly at the pen relays with a live crowd. Feels weird. It feels very comforting to be back here, but also I feel like I'm missing a little something, something. But no, it feels good to be back, very comfortable. Also, I was just like super nervous last week because we had Devin Allen on the show. (laughs) I was like, oh, don't fuck this one up. But uh, so this is nice to be back. But to start off, we have a couple of thank yous. Well, we actually have a lot of thank yous because we had a amazing trip to Penn and everything around it. We'll get into it. But uh, we start off with a, a bean thank you, George. Start with some beans. All right, this is a this is probably our our furthest travelled beans, probably. <sighs> well, we got Australia beans though. That is true. These ones Other are than hand hand delivered uh, from Malaysia through originally from Brian C. Epic uh, super fan from Malaysia, but through Jordan Donnelly, who was somehow in Kuala Lumpur like two weeks ago, the middleman, <laughs> and maybe on his way to Vietnam to the factory or something. So I don't even know how that happened, but. He actually FaceTimed me at like seven o'clock in the morning because he was with like Brian had showed up to Jordan's hotel to are like they, drop the beans off. Are they did friends? No. They, they yeah, must did be they know friends. each other? I, uh, he, they, they must know each other somehow. He was telling me the story. I think this is Brian about the OAC shirt. Is that not right? I don't think. I thought that was in Japan, the OAC that shirt. That was in Japan. Okay. Oh, I I'm could related, be wrong. Unrelated topic because I thought that Brian was the OAC shirt guy because Jordan also messaged me about it. Um. But either way, fan or friend, <laughs> I don't even know. But I think it was like, it was literally Easter morning at like seven. Did he FaceTime you guys? No, he texted me a lot about it. Yeah. Which was like, it was crazy, the story. Um, but anyway, we got some beans from Fika Coffee Roasters. They look, smell delicious. And also a lovely postcard. Cool postcard. It says, Dear Gus, Keith, T. George, and C.B. Morgs. <laughs> I love it. He put Gus first. I love that. He knows the CEO needs to be put first. Here's some fresh beans from my local roastery in Kuala Lumpur and Malaysian-themed coasters to go along with them flat whites. Keep it classy, boys. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Cheers, Brian. We love that. And the other big thank you, if you want to hold it up, Ollie, for the the YouTube audience, for those listening, uh, you want to describe what you got there, Ollie? So... You're holding it backwards. Yeah, I know. I was going to reveal it <laughs> okay. after I, I mentioned mention what happened. Um, we were in... It's like a reveal. Yeah. <laughs> Doing a reveal here, even though they probably saw it when it was on the table. Uh, so a lovely lady called Jilly uh, was contacting Morgan, George, and I over social media to meet up with us at some point during Penn. She had a gift for us, and we were obviously very excited. She came through the backstage, as, as they called it, behind the uh, on-store and she gave us this beautiful painting she did of a special member of the coffee class, coffee club uh, group. There it is. Here's Gus, painted by Jilly. Um, really, really cool. Did her own. She said she did like did her own like kind of design on it. So he's like very, uh, very sunsetty. I'd say it's Gus looking into the sunset. Yeah, you got to describe it very vividly for the audio audience. Yeah. So he <laughs> he reminds me of like. I mean, you guys have all seen Gus. If you listen to us, if you haven't, you can check him out on Coffee Club social media or my social media or even pretty much George and Morgan's social media as well. But he's very like gooey. I think that's the best way to describe it. It's a great painting. adjective. He's very gooey and it's like melting um, <coughs> like with the kind of very, very warm colors. So he looks like he's reflecting on his life in the sunset um, in a very, very gooey kind of Is texture. It? It's, I think it's acrylic. Um, we should we should put it on the us. we should put it on the Instagram. We should do a yeah. nice like photo shoot of it and put it up there because yeah. it's a really amazing painting. I think when she revealed it to us, we were the three of us were kind of a bit um what we lost for words because we do forget that um people are fans of us and listen to our podcast. <laughs> Sometimes we we definitely normalize normalize it. And she did an amazing painting of Gus, so it definitely touched me. Uh, I got very emotional because he wasn't obviously not there, so. Uh, but I, I showed it to him he was very impressed uh, he tried to give it a few licks which is always a thumbs up from Gus but thank you so much Jilly we're going to try and figure out where to hang it we obviously want it to be sort of in the area when we're doing uh, the Coffee Club podcast so um, but thank you very much it's beautiful we love it yeah thank you so much and speaking of Gus you may notice no Gus today no Gus he's on a work trip he's on a business trip he's on the road but we're going to see him soon so uh we're missing him today but he's got bigger fish to fry and uh we'll we'll be 
we'll be back with him very soon. And yeah, that's all I think we're going to say about that. That's the Gus update. It's a little, little cryptic puzzle for you detectives out there. Okay. <laughs> that's all we're going to say. Uh, but yeah, so we're going to LA this weekend. Well, on Friday, Thursday. Thursday. Sorry. And we would love to do another meetup on Sunday. So we're going to pencil it in right now because we have to change our flights around and we have to work out where to do it. If anyone knows like a good spot to have a meetup and like get some coffee after in the area of Mount Sac, is that where we, I guess we're staying close to Mount Sac? I think we're staying in Walnut. <clears throat> in that area. That'd be huge. So we don't, like we could do it at the beach or something. We're talking about that, but that's such a trek for us to get there, like an Uber on Sunday morning. So pencil that in for all our california fans or anyone that's there for the meet got to change some flights around but uh we're like we obviously did the meetup last sunday in the rain in philly and it was sick but uh we'd love to do another one in california you guys want to know a fun fact about mount sac that i just found out give it to me mount well i don't know how to present this sac actually stands for something San Antonio College. Oh, George already knew it. It's not that fun of a fact i don't know why you know I, I just assumed like sac was like a a word. Did you I, know that? I thought it was ball sack, but... Yeah. Nah, it's true. Because it's, like, it's just not as cool now. Yeah, San Antonio College just doesn't have the same... It doesn't have the same it's ring to it. But as the Mount ball sack invitation. The Mount ball sack invite. But, you know, you got to sometimes be fact-checked. Yeah. Sometimes it just happens yeah, in this business. So and One day, Mount ball sack diamond league? Mount ball sack diamond... Dude, That's I, would, the dream. I would headline that one. That's I, what, if I could, I would love to headline it. That's what we're working one. towards. Yeah, we're building towards it. That's Angle's head sponsor. Hopefully we'll be activated in the next few, mm-hmm. next few years. But to round out our thank yous, just we have like the general pen relays. Uh, if you follow us on Instagram, you'll see we posted a reel today, which was made by Dan, who... We can't say enough about this no. guy. He came through, messaged us the week before it, and we were like, he offered to do some photography, well, not photography, video making for us and make a video. And he showed up three of the days and caught all this footage and then he put it together into the, like the coolest reel ever. Like I think it's the coolest thing that we've ever been able to put out, just a behind the scenes of the pen relays going through the days. So big thank you to him for doing that and check that out if you haven't seen it yet. I would say thanks just to On in general for hooking us up. It was a great trip. Doing the podcast was so good. It was set up so well. Thank you to Devin Allen for coming out. Like biggest guest ever. I can't believe like he he had to drive. He like had to drive from his home like thirty or forty minutes in Philly. He got swamped by fans. And he literally yeah. We we when we came when he came in, it was kind of funny because initially we were sitting there and it definitely got out that Devin Allen was coming. So it was the only were, reason that we had people yeah, sitting people, down. Yeah. People heard about it and then they all of a sudden took the NPC, sat down like. And then people were kind of swarming, looking around, trying to figure out when he's coming in. And then when he came in, we had to get um, Andy Weeding to like kind of push people away and say, hey, like sit down and then you'll be able to do autographs after the podcast because he got swamped. Yeah, I love that kid in the front row who just kept yelling to his friends, yo, Devin Allen's coming. (laughs) No, I don't know when. He's coming. (laughs) Yeah, they were like heckling us for a bit like, is he actually coming? Is he actually coming? I'm like, I don't know, man. Like, I hope so. I don't know what we're going to do. And because <laughs> yeah. it was all these high school, the day had a lot of high school four by four and four by one. I don't want to know how many heats they have because it's yeah. just like, it must be like hundreds of this, these relay teams. But these kids were like literally like warming up. And some of the kids are like, hey, like what time is he actually coming? Because like, I got to go, yeah. I got to go race. I'm like, yeah, he'll be here soon. Don't worry. Don't worry. But uh, absolutely yeah. no clue who we were. Not at definitely all. Definitely not no. our standard. Wasn't audience. our demographic. Wasn't our demographic. No. But it, 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 like they definitely were interested. Um, nice to reach cool. some new listeners. Yeah, yeah. Definitely reach some new listeners, and Devin made it so easy. We'll get into that more. But just to round it out, thank you to Tom Wang for being Tom Wang and helping organize our meetup and everything else that he did. Always so nice to see him. And yeah, just everyone else that we saw at the meet at the meetup that we did as well. Uh, seeing you guys just just makes it all worth it. You know, just makes it feel good just putting a face to the listeners like mm. yeah we see the we see the numbers we see we have listeners sometimes and um and the numbers are cool but just meeting one happy fan that's makes it all worth it so can't wait for next year yeah <laughs> how are we gonna top that i don't know man we'll, we gotta get um like michael uh michael john we gotta get someone like like inf- like pretty famous but like, they gotta be relevant to philly though that's yeah. the hard part like we literally we, we got someone that box. we literally got someone that plays for the, the Eagles, Eagles. <laughs> like that's pretty hard to talk. There's no other like. Do we just do Devin Allen again? <laughs> Devin Allen part two. Yeah. Maybe by then yeah. he'll be like a world record holder or something, yeah. or like a Super Bowl champion. So then yeah. it'll be next mm. level. He can bring. He can bring the trophy. He can bring the trophy onto the show. But 
Yeah, I think that's a nice kind of just leading into just expanding upon that and recapping the pen relays and what it was. For us, from our perspective, it's it's kind of like a big work trip. And I mean that in like the best way possible. Um, it is like work in terms of like we have stuff scheduled to do outside of our training. But really, like it's like the funnest, coolest thing ever. Being able to interact with the fans and everything that was set up for us this year was just set up so amazing. So yeah, the only down was the rain. The rain, much. like everything was pretty well organized, and on did a fantastic job. It just sucked because of the rain. Yeah. The rain just did not stop. And it, but it only, I would say it only sucked on the meetup. Probably the meet. Uh, I guess the autograph and signing. the bit of the poster signing. Oh yeah, yeah. that was tough for people because it, it was made of paper and yeah, it sucked cause <laughs> yeah. like like it, you'd have to kind of conceal and it. we were kind of covered but then if people wanted to come get it yeah, <laughs> they, they had to getting, get wet but it, that I one mean, kid came who just like he's like yeah i just finished my long run he was completely drenched yeah felt, like, felt shout out to that them. kid felt bad for them but going through the days of what we had to do just so you guys get an idea we uh it was like a four-day trip for us so we'll go through it like that day one and two for us was just well it's kind of different because ollie and i didn't race no uh ollie didn't race because He's getting ready for the the big fish of the the Diamond League, and Morgan didn't race because he's injured. So George was the only one racing. But yeah. the first two days, Jordy was still there doing all like the kind of same, I don't know what you call it, media stuff that we were doing. Uh, day one, we roll up and we do, we did the podcast. Mm-hmm. That was like the big thing for me on day one. And uh, yeah, as me we too. already said, <laughs> as we already said, like it went amazing. Like yeah. very nervous to do it, but because. Uh, we didn't realize exactly how it was going to go. Like we didn't know because last year we filmed it on the infield, but there was, we had like the headphones on, I think. Did we have headphones on? Maybe we didn't, but either way, it wasn't like live audio. The people around us had headphones on. Oh yeah, you're right. The people, but it wasn't like broadcast audio. So while we were in the middle of the, like a pretty, it was a pretty packed stadium that day. It was as if like nothing was happening. It's true, yeah. There's like no pressure because no one could hear what we were doing. Whereas this year, it was being broadcast over the whole warm-up area. (laughs) Like, I don't even know if it was just our area or it was the whole warm-up area. And we didn't know that exactly going into it. And that's, I think that's the biggest reason why we were like, thank God we have Devin Allen. Because otherwise, for these sprinter kids, it would have been just like... Why are these guys talking? Like, who are these guys? Who are these guys talking shit about Gus? Like, and like coffee and stuff. Like, so luckily like all that went perfect and then the other cool thing that we got to do for more oac related stuff like the two things that they had organized for us was uh the thursday and friday mornings we had a how would you describe it? like a we were like helping out serving coffee we were coffee waiters yeah so we, we, we thought we might be baristas yeah ollie was talking big game about i was like, excited to rip out some coffee yeah. really excited but turned out we were just coffee waiters yeah which <laughs> we're I, handing out which i guess makes sense because if you think about like a business partnering with on like they obviously want to have their employees like do make the, the coffee make the coffees and make the orders whereas like they just don't want some random guy like guy or girl turning up and just going yeah i'm gonna make coffee yeah so, i actually didn't realize that it was going to be a coffee company that was doing it i thought they'd like they were just going to have a machine literally for yeah, us. That's, that's, like, that was for yeah, and they were just like, make whatever you want. That was my assumption as well. And I was we like, keen that about finish, that. Yeah. Well, I think it would be cool because I believe that everybody in that team can make a really good coffee. Like, I think coffee. that's a little risky. I don't know if you're Except one of these, Yard. If, Yard is the only one that I think wouldn't be able to make a coffee. If you're one of these people that are ordering a coffee and you don't understand, if you don't understand that aspect of it, that you're having a pro runner, not a barista to make you coffee, You'd be pretty pissed when you if if it was bad. Well, that, that would that would be with, to do with the sign. Like you wouldn't say like, oh, but it, a but, it was, but it was going to be free. Yeah. It, so like it, it, you was, free. it yeah. was free. You can't have too high expectations. So if, it was, get, if it's free. get a get a coffee from a professional runner. It would more if you read if they could headline it in a way in which is like okay, this is a professional runner making my coffee, not like a like a company or barista. Like it's a bit of fun, you know. Yeah. And the thing is. I think that most of the people on the team would be decent at it. The only issue would come through with like people ordering like muck, like different drinks yeah, that you're not used to making. So you'd have to maybe do a little training. Training. Uh, it was quite an extensive menu. Yeah. It was all yeah, different yeah. crazy flavors. And they had pastries there as well. Yeah. yeah. But it did make sense because so we were the ones taking the orders and then giving them to the baristas. But it meant that we were the face that was we were engaging greeting the people. Because yeah. then on the table in front of us, 
there was also our pins because we all have like these individual pins which is sick and then there's also temporary tattoos that on had made up for the pen relays and all that so pretty much it was just another cool excuse to get to interact with fans and the funniest thing was because it was just like in the morning in like the general area where like people would walk by there was obviously a lot of people there that didn't know who we were and even that like even the fact that we had pins in front of us it would i this happened like five times where like they'd be like looking at the pins and they wouldn't put it together that the person on the pin was the person like taking their order taking their order like do you know who's on that pin and they'd be like "Mm," i don't know and be like oh he's right there standing in front of you because i was doing it with yard so i'd be like yeah he's right there he's the uh american record holder in the indoor mile and then they'd start going crazy and they'd be like no way man like can i get an autograph and do other stuff so it's it's always funny to kind of bridge that uh little disconnect there like putting the face to the name i think it definitely it it 100 helps your branding because i had that happen to me with people when they asked all like what do you do what's your time and then you tell them and um all of a sudden like i'd check my phone and then there'll be like 10 follow request like followers from just random people could they obviously people that are like oh we're fans of the sport but we just don't put face to name yeah sometimes and i think it was, good, it was good to have that kind of interaction with fans particularly fans that probably know because like i'm i think i was there transition wise between you and yard and yard was getting like photos near like when i was just about to leave because people were starting to realize oh that's that's yard he's the yeah american record holder on the indoor mile so it's nice that i think that was a good way to get people like you said an excuse to get people to yeah, to, you, you start uh, to, to learn a bit about the psyche of the high schools and how to infiltrate them from a marketing perspective. Nico. If you have anything, <laughs> Nico Young, obviously. Nico Young, obviously. But if you have anything free to give them, they'll go crazy. Like, it doesn't really matter what it is. If it's free, they'll go crazy. And then also, even if they don't didn't know who you were before, if you tell them what your mile time is and you're a 350 miler, they'll start going crazy. So yeah. there's, like, these ways that, like, to just very easily build up the hype and then they'll start wanting to get your autograph and doing all that uh obviously there were also the people who did know who we were and they were awesome to meet as well but it was funny to get both sides of that and then we had a kind of similar vibe with the other thing that we did as a whole team which was the poster signings which uh that one like yeah that one was it in the rain both days it kind of rained i think it was yeah on the second day i think so i think it was in the rain both days so that was kind of funny but it was a it was a cool poster unfortunately george and i didn't make it onto it uh so did a lot of people i didn't make it. I, it was it was it was you only post- make it on if you're varsity me and, yeah, me and morgan TV. jv the, the idea the idea was i think they wanted they had the runners up in the top 10 ranked is that why they had those that those selection of runners it sounds like a made-up thing mm, that sounds made up <laughs> So why do they have those runners on it then? Just because I think... Varsity. Varsity. <laughs> I mean, that's what Weeding told me, that it was well, because they were ranked in the top 10. No, see, that seems like a that seems like a, like a thing that comes up, like a backwards way of explaining it. Because I don't think they would have said, let's make a poster and let's put the top 10 people on it. I think it would have been like, let's make a poster, let's put these athletes on it. Oh, they're all ranked in the top 10. Well, what I was told at the gym was that they were trying to make a poster... Um, horizontal with everyone on it didn't work apparently and they said okay we have to simplify it and Weeding said the reason why they simplified it to these athletes is because they were ranked in the top 10 I mean it was a sick poster uh, and but then like I don't think it like I would have obviously liked to be on it like all of us would have been if it's going to be a team well, the, poster the poster we had last year had everyone on it yeah. so it's hard to transition to this one and be like well the, the team's not on it and also you had people OAC Europe athletes and Ocean athletes, but they weren't separated. It was just OAC. So um, yeah, like I, I understand why people were on it because like these guys are absolute stars, and but it's like I mean the, the team has a lot just, of stars. Yeah, it's just a, it's just a poster idea. I mean the next one that they do next year, they'll probably do a completely different one. They might have separate ones for Europe and for Oceania and there's and Antarctica. The, and each everyone. year there'll be less and less people on it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and then it's just it's well, I did. I felt bad for Rich that he wasn't on it because I yeah, mean I, I get it because he's I get it because he's the coach, but also he's the coach. Yeah, and he, so he's they like just last year he was the center of the post. Yeah. yeah, we should we should just we should tell we should tell uh, Andy and, and the people mm-hmm. Ellen just do a Ritz poster. And we all sign it. I'd yeah. actually there's gonna be like a photo of Ritz that's like just like perfect like personification of him. Like 
like in like an eight pack and stuff. Yeah, just going this <laughs> like really, really man. like. Just... Wait, let's do the what's it? The <laughs> Vitruvian Man, like the Leonardo da Vinci. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's just rich. <laughs> it's just, just rich, and then everyone signs it. I, I think that'd be an amazing poster. I'm sorry, It'd be but, pretty, pretty awesome. But like aesthetically, it was a sick poster. Yeah. I was and gonna the visuals were sick. I was gonna draw myself onto it. I did on the first one, and then it just took forever. <laughs> and there was a line of kids. I was like, oh, I can't do this. But the kids appreciate that we handed out more pins there. So another like really cool way the to kids just they were surprisingly shocked by like you said if you tell them how fast your mile is they're like blown away but also how fast do they think you have to be to be a professional well, they, they don't even know they must just yeah that's probably true because they said yeah. oh what college you run from like some some parents come and said what college you run from what, like and then you're just like well i'm professional and then they start going oh shit so you you know, you're, you're the big deal. Yeah. If big we're getting deal, paid to do this, we better not say 4.30. <laughs> they yeah. might be a little disappointed. Yeah. But, but so, it was nice to see how blown away they are. Yeah. Like, no way. Yeah, I think the coolest thing was the coaches that would come up and get a poster like for their team. And then they would also get a bunch of pins and they're going to like hand out the pins. I think the pins are such a good idea because yeah. you can just, yeah, you can give them you to people. Them and too. you can just collect them. You'll have them. He's such a cool little like, trinket or whatever to one, have one of the photographers has all the pins except for mine why doesn't he have yours well my they mine ran out they didn't have sold enough out mine. well Too they weren't sold out i wasn't that popular it was more i think weeding sent my pins to australia you had a limited supply so i had limited supply yeah but, but yeah. the photographer he had every single everyone's pins even helen's and then didn't have mine and I, I can tell he was he was frustrated with that but hopefully next meet He'll get my pin. Yeah, people might not know what these... I don't think many people will actually know what these pins look like, but they are sick. If you've ever seen a picture of them, they all have our country's flag on it, and then it's like a nice like animated like cartoon kind of picture of us running, and there's like very cool. So those are always fun to have a meet and to hand out to people. So yeah, to get to do the post signing all that and connect with some new fans was awesome. I feel for one fan in particular who... The people that were racing left just like a little bit earlier, and this kid... After all the people that are racing left, this kid came running in. He's like, where's Mario? Where's Mario? Oh, yeah. He's my favorite runner ever. I want Mario. I'm like, yeah, he just left. <laughs> <laughs> he, he just left. If you were like two minutes earlier, like you would have like yeah. seen him and you would have gotten a picture with him and gotten to talk with him. And he was so devastated. Um, so I'm sorry to that kid. You'll have to be there next year, I guess, to catch him. But I love, uh, I do love seeing all the kids interact with the different pro athletes and like seeing which ones they know because it's just always funny like there's these some of the kids like the way high schoolers speak is also like so interesting to me all the time like some of them are so quiet and then some of them are like so cool one of them goes one of them i think he only recognized yared and he gets yared was at the end of the line he gets to him and he just goes what's up big hoss how you doing <laughs> it's just like the funniest thing to hear a high schooler say that to yared and how did yared react to that <laughs> i think he loved it i don't yeah. know <laughs> oh that's awesome so good times there and uh so that was our first two days on that. Yeah, that was Thursday, Friday, racing on Saturday. So Friday, Jordy had to go do uh, his pre-meet, getting ready to race the the big mile on the Saturday. How are you feeling after those first couple of days going into the race? Well, Joe took me through the, the ringer post-coffee uh, ordering. We put in 10 miles on the river at like a bunch of 5.30 miles in there. <laughs> Joe's, Joe's a, a way to feel good is just to run faster mm -hmm. his legs were feeling a bit tired off plane he got there a day earlier than us do this kids thing and if, if he wants his legs to feel good he just runs even faster that so is the joke like a strategy flush it out flush yeah. it all out so crush 10 miles uh, in between some on stuff and then yeah pretty chill we did maybe a short and pre-meet because you can't get on the you can't get on Franklin Field obviously because it's like the meat the meet, I don't the know what like day all the day. meet starts, but it starts like first thing in the morning. And we got there to sell coffees. I mean, to give out coffees at, I suppose it was like 8.45. And there's kids already in the corral, like ready to rip a four by one. It, go, like it goes all day. Nine o'clock in the morning. Um, I would love to know how many like individual relays there are over four days. It's got to be in the hundreds. Easily. easily. Oh, yeah. If not, oh, yeah. a thousand. Mm -hmm. I don't even know. Um, <clears throat> but no, I think pretty chill pretty good mm -hmm. pre-meet is pretty standard feeling good for the Saturday race nice and easy get to yeah because those first two days are a little hard when you do have events because normally when we go to a race you just have like nothing you clear the schedule completely you do your pre-meet 
and your runs and you're running less normally because you guys mm-hmm. weren't really tapering very much for this one but normally you're running less and you're just like going like sloth mode and so you feel really good to so this one goblin mode <laughs> <laughs> goblin mode this one you're feeling like a little bit uh oh, maybe a little tired but then at the end of the day like i mean you're probably fine and then saturday came around and it was sick because saturday is the main event in terms of like professional running at, at pen relays i think it must be the day that has the biggest crowd uh, all the Jamaican fans are there. Like the the it was a shitty day for weather. Mm-hmm. Like it was raining and all that, and on and off like a little bit cold. So they weren't like the top level of the stands weren't fully filled, but mm-hmm. it didn't really matter still because all the rest of it was full. And the the noise that you get at Pen Relays is kind of hard to describe. You have to be there. I don't know if it's the acoustics of the stadium. It's kind of like a bit of a bowl, but every time there's like anything exciting happening on the track, which is always like a close finish or whatever, the fans, like they're all standing up and they're just going mental. And we got to, while George was warming up, we got to go watch the uh, college four by mile. Was it the, yeah, it must be the four by mile. Which first off, shout out to the Wisconsin boys for for winning the DMR, which was epic to see. And then the four by mile, the collegiate one was a crazy race because like I think for a lot of the fans, a four by mile is a little bit long. Like this because there's always a lull, mm-hmm. but then it's still the tension is building. And by the time it got to the last leg, I think there were eight or nine teams in it. Maybe I honestly I'm- love it when the last leg slows down a little bit. Yeah, just because then all the teams are together, mm-hmm. and that's what everyone wants to see anyway. If it's like so strung out, like the women's one was super strung out and like very impressive by, well maybe that's DMR, Stanford so or whatever it is, but like. Then it's just a foregone conclusion. I want to see something. The men's one, there was, I want to say, 10 teams in it with literally 200 to go. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. And I don't think, like, they definitely, I can't tell you the exact splits, but the first 800 was pretty cruisy. And then it started kind of the ramp up. And the last lap, like, being in the stands to watch it was so exciting. Exactly. And we thought Wisconsin was going to win. And then freaking Villanova comes on the yeah. outside and gets it by the smallest of margins. I mean, I think they had like seven or eight teams finish it within a second. It was like it was. Yeah. such a fat kick it was down. Really, really cool. I mean, that's that's uh, that's that's college relay racing, right? Like that's what people come to come to watch. Adam Spencer's got a great last hundred at the moment. He yeah, he runs really. He's run really. I mean, they, the clothes and his DM, the DMR like was sick. But Who did the, he kick uh, down the DMR? Was it the Duke kid? Uh. Dude. No, no, that was the four mile. There was the there was a was it also bit of a finish Villanova. Yeah. I think it was Villanova. It was the they same went kid. one two. It was the same one. It was the same kid. Mm. I'm pretty sure. Oh, that's even cooler. Well, the the 800 like for Wisconsin was the big one. We ran. Um, I think Mick told us one forty seven. Yeah, one forty seven. Yeah, I think he was two rain. seconds quicker than everyone else. Yeah. So that's Crazy. how we, that's how we won the DMR. Yeah. But no, I think it was like pretty much a lot of the same characters, and it was the same kid from DMR who's. Uh, from Villanova, sorry, whose name I don't know, sorry, but yeah, he got the big win, and like there's some, yeah, there's some collegiate heavy hitters in there, like there's Utah, Oklahoma State, champ and 3K champ in the in that final league. Like these are these are the some of the best milers in the country, and so Adam Spencer, ever since he stepped foot at Wisconsin, I mean even before that he was amazing, but he's been he he's a kid who knows how to win races, like consistently performing so well. So yeah. uh, if you ever see him in a race in a 1500, he's someone that's good to bet on. So, but yeah, that kind of just set the stage for like, we're here at the Penn Relays this Saturday, like just so exciting. And Ollie and I went on the infield for when all our teammates were racing, which is... Were very, you on the infield for Devin Allen? And for Devin <laughs> Allen, <laughs> which yep. is a very exciting... Coffee Club TC now. Yeah. And we have an official uh, record, 110 hurdles for the team, 1346, I believe. Uh, I'm sure he'll, That's he'll break happen. that. That record's going to be going down. Yeah. <laughs> Luckily, we didn't put rollovers in his uh, contract for Coffee Club TC. Otherwise, he'd be in trouble. He's going to keep breaking <laughs> the, break, the yeah, team yeah. record. Yeah. But that was a crazy race because, yeah, he won by such a small margin as well. But, yeah, all the fans were going crazy for him. And then we get to the... Uh, wait, the... Women's 1500. Yeah, the women's was before the race mm-hmm. before you guys. Their start was so weird because they were pushed up against the brick wall. Yeah. The track and, is the weirdest shape. Is it because... Like now, all the races are done in lane four. Is that because lane one? What did it used to be? Four hundred? Is it four hundred yards or something? 
Why'd they make the track so small? I don't know my conversion of yards to meters, but that could be it. It could be, right? Yeah. Like, back in the day, it was like a 400-yard track. Yeah. So now we have to run in... Is it lane four? Might even be lane five. Yeah. Is where you run it's for a 400-meter lap. Mm. It's crazy. And the other, as I said, the women's 1500 start. Well, another confusing thing is that every event, they would change where the finish line was. So we would go back and forth. So yeah. we didn't know where they were starting, where they were finishing. Yeah. The women's 15 back up against the bricks i mean it was a pretty good field they're also standing there for like a while whereas i mean there's obviously most racing you stand there for a while that's just the way it goes but the way they were standing there it was cold they were against the brick wall i was like this does not look fun they yeah. look like they just get them get them going you know they're all ready to race just get them going but but um, i think the ladies are ready to go uh, yeah it was it was paced well and josette and Cinta did amazing coming first and second four 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 seven yeah good way to get the outdoor season rolling uh, I think they both looked very strong, and they're both racing again this coming uh, weekend at Mount Bolsack. At Mount Bolsack Invitational, same so, event. But no, no, wait, no. Since are doing fifteen, since another fifteen hundred. So they, I think that just kind of set a really good tone for the team. Also, if you're a very uh, astute watcher, you would have seen they're wearing a different kit from our usual kit, which I think we should explain to the fans because all the members of the OAC were wearing singlets or jerseys with some interesting design on them, the polka dots. Uh, the polka dots. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, do you want me to, I can explain it. If, yeah. Uh, there's, so On had did a, done a collaboration with a, it's like a running shoe store in France or in Paris called Distance. Um, the logo, that the squiggle that people saw, MacFleet was the one that kind pointed of it out. pointed it out. Uh, that is a Distance logo. Um, so do you know they, what it is? The, the squiggle? Yeah. Just uh, a, no, no, sure. No. I thought no, it, was a, it looked like a worm. Yeah, maybe like a trail? It could, could be a trail. trail. Yeah. That makes sense. I wasn't sure. I wasn't <laughs> <Or> sure. <a worm. laughs> I, I mean, like, yeah. I, I, definitely, it, it looks un- cool, definitely unclear on what the logo is. The but, logo looks cool. I don't care. Yeah. Like, but the, uh, the uniform looks sick. Like, looked amazing. Um, but they did a collaboration with On, and they were pl- they're planning on having it at Pen Relays, and then they're planning on doing it at the, um, at the Elite Meet as well. They're doing a sound running. They're doing a sound running, <laughs> right. and then they're going to do it at the Paris Diamond League, and then I think a meet after the Paris Diamond League. I think the big one is the Paris, Paris Diamond, Diamond League because I yep. think they're going to sell the singlets there. I think the, the next day they're selling it at some sort of gallery where there's a there's a photographer there at on. This is like going on a side journey, but he's also taking photos for a gallery for that whole promotional thing for the distance. Yeah, making like a little exposition out of it, which yeah. would be pretty cool. I, I can't tell you the specifics, like the specifics of it, but yeah. I guess he's capturing the drama of yeah, just track. track and field. And but specifically just taking pictures of, I think the OAC With the athletes or anyone else that's wearing the distance yeah. kit. I don't know who else is wearing it's it. It's really, really cool though. I thought it looked amazing. I mean, it, it's nice because we kind of got to see it as a, yeah, not, not competing in it. So that yeah. was cool because I thought it looked great. And, and the cool thing too, which, hopefully will happen in the future with OEC and just regular on athletes you could tell the difference even with the similar th- color theme um, between because I think there was a great shot of Sage and Leah Miller runs for on with Team Boss they like you could tell that uniform and then the polka dot uniform like you could tell it differently but you could also tell the same kind of color gradient and, yeah, yeah we would love uniform. to eventually for our OAC team to have like its own uniform yeah. I think I think in all sports or whatever like having a cool unique Uniform, uniform yeah. or any like collaboration is always just so fun because she looks sick too. Yeah, because it's like <laughs> the uniform is always pretty boring. Like I've noticed now that they're getting cooler. Not yeah. to like shout out the other brands, but I've noticed the other brands have been doing for like their big stars. They'll do really unique, not just like necessarily the colorways, which the colorways are cool, but even like the fit of it. Like RJ Wilson, did you see what she was wearing? That's so sick. It's like a single arm sleeve connected to. Like a bodysuit, body, like it looks amazing. Mm. So it's very cool and very fun to be able to do that. We see it in other sports all the time. Like I don't know the one that I don't know why this comes to my head, but like the all the different basketball jerseys. Like the have you guys seen the Heat Miami Vice jersey? Mm-hmm. It's like just it's just like cool, fun stuff to do, and there's no reason not to do it. Really, yeah. And I think brands would have a lot of fun doing that too because they can like kind of create definitely cool things and concepts and stuff. So the distance collaboration with with On is a really cool thing, and it was nice for us to be able to be a part of it. And the uh, our squad looked pretty pretty. It's sweet. also a nice precedent for because it is temporary. It's only kind of three four races, and then we we'll go back to the other one. But it's it's a nice precedent for like future collaborations. If definitely, other, definitely. Yeah other designers want to do stuff yeah i wonder if i assume it'll only be available to be bought in person but 
Who knows? Maybe it'll be online. Maybe it'll be online on the internet at some point for people to buy it. But yeah, so that's a little explanation of the kits because I know a couple of people were like, what's going on here? Because Mm. I don't don't know what the plan was if like things ended up a bit rushed, but there were like before that meet, there wasn't really anything said about it. But maybe that's like kind of what the idea was to be a bit of a surprise. And now here we are explaining it and we're ruining the the, The mystique. The mystique of it. So apologies for that. But yeah, next race was then the big boys mile which we had talked about previously how cool it would be to have a mile at this meet for anyone on our team who wants to compete in it because it's just every single person on our team can race a mile at any time like it's always like a fun cool thing to do and you know the idea of breaking the four by mile world record is it's a great idea but it requires a lot whereas just going out and having like a mile to race is it's just a lot easier to pull off and as you saw half the team race it and it was like really cool to have George racing alongside Mario and Joe three athletes coming from slightly different angles meeting not meeting in the middle but meeting an event which they all feel very comfortable running and then uh yeah seeing the gun go off and it was a it was a pretty good field you had kind of your classic Eric Eric, Holt Eric Holt the bolt Holt mania (laughs) Holt mania (laughs) Holt mania and uh, a bunch of uh, other good athletes in there. But I'd love to see his pre-race workout for this one. He had, wait, he does a pre-race workout? No, it's just like he, he just does crazy training. <laughs> does he really? He rips like 34 second 300s and stuff. Oh, now I know what you mean. Like what he did to prepare What he did for like <laughs> yeah, earlier in the I week. I thought you were saying... No, not right does. before. Well, and it's, maybe he does. I don't know. You know, they, those guys do do... Uh, they do like the tempo work, uh, warm-up. Mm. which a lot of people do now where mm-hmm. they do a bit of threshold work in the womp. I don't know if he specifically does it, but I know his training group does it. But yeah, watching this race was, uh, it was an interesting one because I think for us watching it, George, George was obviously just running it to win and he was positioned. I don't know if you felt like this, but from the outside, it looked like you were positioned like pretty perfect, like just nice the whole time. I think us on the outside thought that Joe Klecker would race it a bit differently. Yeah. I thought, I think he really wanted to race it like a miler. I don't think he really wanted to expose himself and do anything. But just from the outside, we were like, well, Joe's the 10K guy. So you would assume he wants to make it as hard as possible for as long as possible. That's just like a basic assumption. But he was way more tactical. So then it left Mario out there at the front behind the pacemaker and he was bringing the field through. But he wasn't bringing you guys through like super quick. I don't think he wanted to be the one to like burn himself too bad early on either. So it meant that the pace was just like kind of a moderate pace, which was it 201 through two laps or something like that. Probably it was, it was the splits up to the last lap was 62, 60, 60. Yeah. yeah. 62 for so four and nine and then 60, 60. Yeah. So super consistent when you, when you get to the bell at 302 and you've run it consistently Man, you must feel like pretty good. Like, is yeah. that how it was you? Because you were you were in a nice spot in a pocket, just like kind of behind the leaders with a lap to go. Were you feeling pretty good? I imagine so. Yeah, yeah, pretty comfortable. <clears throat> I think, I think you're right. I think even Ritz was kind of trying to suggest to Joe that he should maybe like take the lead for a bit. But I mean, he definitely doesn't have to by any means, and like. Yeah, maybe that would make the sen- most sense to do, like, as good as possible. But I think he just wanted to like practice racing it. As yeah, a, that's he, the effort he, he wanted. He spoke to me as after a tactician, the race, and he pretty much said that he wanted to work on his clothes. Like the the race was more of a I wouldn't say a training exercise, but for him, he was very focused kind on closing hard. A little bit. Yeah, that's a not, fair thing to it's say. It's I mean, not yeah, a bad way I, looking at it. Not not to yeah. I think for him, it was more of a I want to be able to know that I can close, and he closed in fifty five eight. So like for him, like that's a really good positive because he knows he can close a 55.8 off 10K, 5K. Like he knows he can do that even from just running three laps before. He just wanted to have that feeling of being with a pack, trying to close and stay relaxed. And that was his kind of um, pretty much what he wanted to do in that race. Whereas like, yeah, Ritz was kind of telling him, thinking maybe more like he wants to run a faster mile. He wants to be more competitive. Um, I think that's what the difference was. I yeah. think Ritz like wanted him to like, try on like a pb like yeah. a big pb and joe was like no nah, i just want to race it yeah because the conditions the conditions were not bad but they weren't like super inspiring conditions to like go like rip a mile like they were nice because mm-hmm. it it was like cool and maybe a lot good 
and like a little bit of wind at times like it was a bit on and off the wind so you could have run fast on this day outside but it still wasn't like it wasn't maybe like the right day the right meet for it yeah these days people can run fast in any conditions (laughs) no you definitely could have run extremely quick there yeah 100 you could have i think yeah the situation just wasn't there in terms of like i feel like everyone was just so relaxed and just like kind of hanging out before it yeah no one was getting like fired up to like go do something special in the middle of the day it was like yeah when it's just kind of a spectacle it was such like a classic field of milers where everyone's like completely okay with like making it like a 400 race everyone's like so fine so happy literally 2016 2016 like everyone's so on board with the idea of like let's run 60s and then we'll sprint the last lap as quick as we can and that's exactly how it played out and then uh as we all know someone close to us has a very good chance of winning races like that and george came did you I, i'm always like it happens every single time you get the inside line like mara i don't know if this is the way mara likes to race but he races on the outside of lane one even before the last lap i noticed mm. and he's trying to, he's, too, i think, I think he, the reason why i do that is like i just like to control that space because, yeah you don't you may want to make it harder for someone to come around well you. If, if somebody yeah. comes in like i feel like i'm a i'm a decently broad guy i'm not small so if i'm hugging like that i wouldn't know if you call it like the light lane one that line between lane one lane two if you're hugging that line on the straight it does make it harder for people like because if you're going on the inside you might have to like weave a little bit if you're on the outside you got to go further it's more of a definitely tactical thing but if you watch mario he does veer off that positioning that he had initially because hold the ball yeah he had the challenge was was threatening Mm -hmm. him so like and Rich did talk to him after the race. I overheard them talking about it. It's like, Rich, like, you had to defend two sides. Like, it, unless you were able to consistently continue that momentum and prevent anybody from coming through, it's very hard to prevent, you know, both sides being closed off. So, I think the natural reaction is to, like, defend the person on your outside. Because you can, like, feel he, them on your shoulder. Was, he knew it was Eric, too. So, like, I yeah, think for him, yeah. he was more, he was more like, okay, I've got to defend from this guy because I know he's, he's got, he's quick. You know, I want to make sure I can go through the line. And uh, left a little little gap open for a, for a textbook. Textbook, textbook George uh, finished on the inside. I will say when I watched the replay and seeing Eric Holt, when he kicks down, you can tell like the moment he decides to kick down because he just goes into overdrive. Like it's so good to see. And he was like, when you talk about like feeling the pressure on your outside, he's like the type of guy that you would feel the most pressure on because he's like going around the curve and he's like yeah, leaning, leaning yeah. in on you. Like yeah. it's very apparent. So I can see why Mario would have been like very focused like that's my challenge and then a nice gap for george to come through on the inside which is probably the the best feeling ever <laughs> running the inside <laughs> yeah. it is nice it's funny too because i was on the inside like on the back straight i think i almost was in like I, joe went past me with like 300 to go the field was small it was all together yeah because there's only nine of us so you couldn't really get that far back from the leader and like i was just waiting on the inside for something to open up like joe comes around me for a bit but then someone else like moves out at like with like 250 to go so then i like got a couple of places then but then like round the curve mario is just on the rail i'm like all right i'll just stay here i guess for a bit and then 100 to go it comes up and he's like still on the rail it's like well i got nowhere to go so i just keep running and then right with like because it's got such a it's such a short straight like so by the time he comes off the curve it's like I want to say it's like 80 or 70 to go maybe it's really short and then he just like just leaves the door open enough so my question for you George is what what if he didn't did you have like an, an idea Dude. I know obviously it's a very very short period of time you have a few seconds to think about this but what would you do if he like if he held the in, like he held the it crossed my mind like you couldn't like, you couldn't get it out because your positioning was you were kind of boxed in a little bit I would say it would have been a bit of a dogfight to get out on the outside. Plan B would have been very interesting. Yeah. The tough part is is not necessarily like swinging out wide. You can do that. But the tough part is if you have to slow down mm-hmm. to All the get momentum. the space to yeah. swing out wide and then yeah. speed up again. I even like, still goes. had to slow down a little bit yeah. with like to wait. 150 or 120 to go Yeah, just for like to get the timing right. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know what I would have done. You know what the answer to that is? I guess we'll never know. Guess we'll never, never know. Kanye West. <laughs> but yeah. it is funny, like, talking about running in the lane. Like, in the replay, it looks like my foot is, like, so close to the rail. And it was the the same at Milrose, like, with when Cooper went wide. Like, my foot lands millimeters. I the thing is, though, finding that gap. If you're, 
It's kind like, of scary to look back at. Maybe maybe this is the Ollie Talk shit segment, but if you're running at that quick of a speed, you're usually not deviating too much. You're usually just like pretty 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 straight on. So I feel like even though you were super close to the rail, I don't think you were like necessarily worried about like going like this. You were just like this, you know. Just so like that gap. Whereas like if you're if you're running slower than that and you're like kind of looking around, you see the rail. I think you're more likely to step on it when you're just like fanging it. Yeah. You're just like you're it's not you're not true. deviating. But that's just an Ollie shit talk uh, segment. Yeah. But definitely, yeah. who knows if that's right or wrong? Who knows? Definitely felt pretty good. It's nice when when sixties feel. I mean, it's that's pretty much. 3k pace like we probably went at Muros I bet we went through in like 303 like something probably very similar yeah so it's nice that that um, is feeling comfortable and that's a good sign last last 100 still there and you close in uh, was it a 53 for the last 400 yeah I think 53 like 97 or something okay yeah yeah Yeah. that's always nice that's a nice number to see for your last lap the best uh, the best miles in the world close in 53 54 but they might close off a quicker pace. <laughs> Definitely. Um, but yeah, like it, it's not. I get that's what these races are for, right? Like Josette, Sinta, um, and the boys will obviously get to Sage. But those races are just to go. Okay, th- I've got my kick. My kick's here. Or like, okay, I made a tactical <coughs> error. I'm gonna learn from this. Or you know, like I felt this. You know, that, that the whole point of those races is just learning. Like I, yeah. my, I think it was my dad used to say to me that a bad race is better than a good training session. Because you learn so much from a, a rad race. That's wisdom. I like that. Um, and you, because I, I, when I was running, uh, like when I was like kind of shit, I remember I used to have shit races, and my dad would always just say like, "You got, you'll learn more from this than like if we just crushed like a really good workout, and you felt amazing. Like you'll learn so much more, and you it makes you a better runner. So these races are great for you guys. Yeah. Cause, I want to bring something up about that, but in a sec. Yeah. <clears throat> again, like I'm not. Yeah, like it was a. Uh, a good chance to do that kind of thing but also i there's like no incentive for me to go make it fast this is slightly an excuse because and because i'm not a i don't even have the only reason you make it fast at the moment if you want a pr which i probably wasn't going to run 350 350 yeah, 50, yeah and then i don't have a 1500 ranking anymore so no matter what i do at the end of that race like i'm not gonna still not gonna have a ranking and so then there's like very little incentive for me to help some of those guys have rankings or want well, rankings but yeah, yeah. and even Mario like his ranking's not going to go up he, he doesn't know incentive either he has no incentive to make it or the only incentive Unless he, has he thought to it was the best chance to win. to win the only incentive yeah. he had would to to make it easier for him to win that's the only reason why he'd go fast a Joe for example like he's not running the 1500 what would it just mean if he thought that was how it's he wanted to win and yeah. that was his goal or if it was a, a PR like we said like we thought maybe if he wanted a PR he'd go hard so like the incentive to run fast there really wasn't there for anyone especially when you know you have a 6 by mile workout after the race yeah true that <laughs> risk you guys dirty he's never done that before he's never such told a... you the workout but because it was so hectic at Penn yeah I think he had to that's brutal that's brutal before, to know that you have 6 by mile coming after it that's crazy yeah. That's crazy. I, I looked at that and I was like, that. I, I spoke to him. I was like, you did them dirty. And he's like, he's like, what are you talking about? Don't handle it. And I'm like, yeah, but like mentally, you're thinking, if I went out and crushed like a 350 mile and like really, really just put myself into the water to PR or whatever, and then you got to do a six by mile and like some, some uh, like strides or something after that, you're like, damn, I still got like yeah, a lot of running left. Definitely the longest post race workout I've done, I think. It's basically, yeah. One, one by mile. Who, who, on the won, who won the workout? Who won the workout? Who won uh, the day? I think me and Joe kept it. Kept it pretty controlled. Pretty controlled. Nice, yeah. nice. I think we ran a we ran a pretty good effort. I think. Awesome. That's um, good to I mean, it was sea level, so yeah. Easy. Yeah. It doesn't maintaining. Count you're maintaining fitness. You're not gaining. Just it. maintaining Joe fitness. It doesn't Joe count. Yeah. But I would love to get in another mile at some point, though. Hopefully, a faster one. But I think, yeah, there's not many. Yeah, I don't know. Only diamond links, really. They're out Haven't, there. Well, there, there's other European meets that have good ones, but you just, you just you don't really well 1500s. Yeah, you don't really know about them. You, like it's hard to. It is hard. Yeah, they don't they don't get like broadcasted to us as the well only, as these. It's like do. the the three fifty barriers is doable. I think. Oh, hundred percent. I mean, like the, the the place to do it, George, if it was possible to get to get you in, would be London because London's a mile, and if the conditions mm-hmm. are good, that'll be really fast. Because oh. it's in the uh, Olympic Stadium, I'm pretty sure. I'm, I'm, I'm unbeaten, pretty sure, I'm 100%. Unbeaten in the mile this year, so what else do I need to do? 
So tell tell Haas and just I know. Keep tell, a good tell, time tell, tell, the, tell the Donna Leagues. Hey. Yeah. So got hey. to be a monolith for a week. That was fun. Yeah, it's fun. I mean it was it was pretty good, you know. It's running a pen, racing a pen, pretty fun. Particularly when you've got that nice crowd and just yeah, it's all it's always always a good time when you got a good, back good to, raw, good raw. Back to hurdling this morning though. Back to hurdling? How was it? Back to my day job. <laughs> Your day job? <laughs> okay. My Milo got to be a Milo on the weekend, but now I'm back to back to jumping. You're gonna be things. you're not gonna be Milo this coming weekend. No, exactly. Yeah, is that day, is that? I was gonna say yeah, the day job is gonna be your weekend job. At that point. That's true. Yeah. Damn. But it was a yeah awesome race for George. Did a little workout, and then while you probably while you guys were working out was yeah. when Sage raced. Heard a clucker. She had a 600 meter race, which as distance runners, it's like. 600 meter was like that's so short yeah but for her i think she loves sprinting doing the quicker stuff and she had this was if you look at it based on rankings this was potentially the most stacked it was yeah event I think in the meet because it had aja and natoya gore it was just it was all i don't think there was any 400 meter runners in it i think it was all like really good quick 800 meter runners and sage she came third yeah. 125 125 which i'm gonna be honest 125, I don't really know what that means. Well, I think her goal was... Sounds to, quick, though. Speaking of Sage, her goal was under 125, so 124, because I think... What was, I what think, was the American record? I think Archie Wilson's run 120... I think maybe... one. Why? Is it 122? 122. She I, think she has, I think she has the American she record. She does have... She's the American record holder in it. Um, watching that race, though, is really interesting because they go through with 200 to go, and they went through in 26.7 for the first 200. They were flying... Yeah, they and go out so hard. And then you watch the last 100 meters and it's just lactate, lactate, lactate. They were they were just Reagan. hurting. Yeah, but Sage looked really good. I thought she did amazing. I mean, she was... I was trying to interview her afterwards and she was really I can't hurting. believe that you were doing that. <laughs> yeah, I, I like kind of... I kind of feel bad. I was like, I shouldn't have... <laughs> well, I was really to, coming on. No, could, Holly was trying to talk to her and she would like be answering a question and she would like look normal for a little bit and then she literally had to go down on her knees... With her hands on top of her head, and just she, she said she had the most painful headache ever. Yeah, she went to her, she went to her knee, like hands on knees, and then went to like fully just laying down. And then I was interviewing her. She was answering questions, and I'm thinking, oh, you know, it's fine because I'm thinking purely off the fact of I'm like a mile's perception of you finish a race, you're, you're pretty, you know, puffed, and, and you can kind of have a conversation. And I'm not thinking of like she just sprinted 600 meters. At 125. And she's so. just experiencing extreme lactate. Extreme lactate. Mm-hmm. Uh, did we find out what her lactate was? I didn't find out. What Is that classified information? Probably not. Probably eight, eight, 18 something. I think. Eight, oh, I thought it'd be going to be higher. But apparently, that. Mario is, was higher. 19. Yeah. Then Sage. Yeah. Classified information. Yeah. Classified. Yeah. It really means nothing. No, I mean, I, we don't know what we don't know what it means. Well, yeah. I, I think it's a high number, but I don't know if that means anything. It sounds very high to me. <laughs> All we know is we were, we're proud of our teammates. They did great. Mm-hmm. Morgan and I were like nervous parents. We were particularly you. you I were, should say you were I, I should say this. I was like the most nervous about being in the tra- track. <laughs> so like I was way more nervous than I've been when I've raced. <laughs> I don't know if it's just because I I care too much, uh, because and then it's out of my control. Maybe it's because I haven't raced in a while. It's like this is like just I don't really understand it, but. Yeah, watching people race is so hard. I, I can't imagine how Dathan feels. How do you control stuff? Is like yeah, because mm. it's interesting for Dathan being a competitor to now being a coach. How he's dealt with that because I feel like when you're a competitor, you can control what you can control. You go and you race, but then having like ten athletes compete at me, you're just like freaking out because and he's so invested. Yeah, I think that's in everyone's insane. journey. I know? think I understand now why he's just like sprinting around and doing so much stuff. It's just to distract him from yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> otherwise you're just sitting there like. Fuck, fuck, fuck. I hope they race well. That's why he has five stopwatches. He's like, 26. Yeah. Like, I, I get it now. Cause, yeah. yeah I'm like, tr- probably trying to control, like, what he can. Yeah. Exactly. So, that makes sense. But the Mike Dunn videos were great. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I want to see more of them. He was, he's so positive. He's just, <laughs> I don't know how many times he said, great, great race. Job, good great race. Job. Great race. Yeah. yeah. He was so happy. I mean, for us, for the team, like, it was, it was just an awesome day. It's like, a good day. Well, it's, it's relatively, like, well, Every time we race as pros, there's a certain amount of pressure and expectation, but relatively lower and just a lot of fun mm. racing in front of a crowd like that and being in some cool events. So that was awesome. Like it was so fun to be out there. And yeah, as Ollie said, very proud of our teammates. Very proud. Good job, George, on getting the win. Got getting to feel dub. good going into this next one. But yeah, that was race day. 
nothing else really much happened on that day, I don't think. And then the final day, we had a flight in the afternoon. So in the morning, we had a coffee club meetup bright and early, 8.30 in the morning. And uh, I don't think we'll spend too much time on this because we actually don't have that much time left. No. But... It was stay, stay dry for probably 10 minutes <laughs> when we met up it was cool because yeah. it was dry and then it started pouring and like like really raining and we were so wet and we had planned out to go get coffee and stuff after it but we had to just can that because we were like everyone was soaked and it was like thank you guys so much for like coming we'll get some pictures and stuff but then you guys should probably go get dry because we don't want to get sick you don't want to get sick and all that but I think the main thing that we probably want to say is that it was just so amazing to see everyone out there and everyone that we got to chat to before during after the run or that oh, it was so, so it was good. pretty pretty surreal i i had an amazing time it was probably my favorite part about philly yeah i mean that coffee club the podcast with devon is obviously up there and then the group run was just incredible and it was just a great few days it yeah. really was so thank you to everyone that came out yeah. and uh, had a good time with us as we said hopefully we'll be doing that Again, this weekend in LA, but we'll put that out on our Instagram, the exact plans for that. But pencil that into your calendars. So that was Penn. And mm. overall, a very successful, fun trip. Check out the reel that we posted on Instagram because I think it's just a great behind-the-scenes recap of it and gives you a good taste of like what we got to experience. So moving on from that, the so yeah, we really don't have much time, so we'll do this kind of quick. This weekend, going back to the racing at uh, in LA for... The, the amount of different names that like are floating in my head to for this meet yeah. is so many now because so it's part of the on running track night series but this one is run by sound running but it's called track fest yeah i believe yep. is so it's on, track fest on track on, nights track fest sound running presented la by, yeah mount, at the mount ball mount ball uh yeah. <laughs> not of invitational um, <laughs> Yeah. There's probably a couple more titles in there somewhere. The yeah. it's, it's a, yeah. I mean, I think, so explain quickly, uh, Track Nights, what the idea is with on for that. Because like people obviously have been seeing promotional stuff with reels about like all these different locations and what on is trying to, so to do. So what are they trying to do? I, I think it's really cool. They're taking these, diff, these meets that already exist and already have like pre-established like vibes to them, uh, like specific races that are like big for these ones and they're trying to elevate them they're pretty much trying to help make these meets even more exciting and get more people out there and hopefully lead to better races trying to i think they're always trying to get like a better um what's it called like gold level Mm -hmm. whatever that is called they're trying to get them as like hype as possible for meets that aren't like part of like the diamond league pretty much so they have a series and the first one of the year is this one in la which obviously this meet already existed and on already was sponsoring it last year but now they're bringing in their, I mean, just, I think you can see on their social media all the different stuff that they're bringing in, but they have freaking live performance from Kyle, some yep. rapper. They have a lot of, if you, is this correct? If you buy a ticket, you have access to all this free food? Mm-hmm. All the food trucks are free once you're, if you're there. And they're doing, like all of our team is going to be there. So yep. all this cool stuff is happening around it. And this one has the actual races are pretty stacked, like some really good races uh for us we barely have any time but the one realizing is i'm hearing all right they're making a series of races of existing meets mostly distance only making them cool dude it's a crazy concept isn't it what (laughs) have they been listening to the pod what's going on here It seems it's they just got the wrong name. They just the yeah. only thing they have is the wrong name. Which seems like they might be onto yeah. something. But yeah, because like, this one's distance only. Night yep. of ten k's in London. That yeah. sounds like it's going to be distance only. I think the Paris, Paris one is fast five, five k's. That's distance only. I don't know. There's one in Vienna. The Vienna one. We not don't, sure. don't no, have full no. information. And the other one is Zadapak. Is Zadapak in Australia, really? which is a ten, no, uh, 10 k champs. That's distance only as well. So that's four in Vienna. We don't know. Because we don't know much about that one. Yeah, yeah. but well, I mean, it could t- be five distance only meets. With time will tell. Because sometimes festival and things could get out beers of beers and stuff. But um, All right, very cool, very yeah. cool. So we have. So we're who, hype. Do we have who do we have recent for? We're uh, hype. So obviously George. Yeah. Doing back to the steeple. We talked about this after his last steeple. That this is going to be his first time up against the big boys. The big this boosters. is big such dogs. a stacked steeple race. It really is. All the best U.S. guys. U.S. Hillary guys. Bohr, Bernard Keita, Joey Bags. Aaron Yeager. Up, <laughs> up is, it, 
Isaac update. Evan unconfirmed. I mean. Oh, is, is Aaron Yeager unconfirmed? Aaron Yeager unconfirmed. He's still battling the rumbling. Um, is Felic? Even, even Yeager won? Evan yeah. Yeager won? Yeah. Is Felic Big Bird racing? Big Bird not racing. Not John, racing. John Gay John is racing. racing. Legend. Bin, Bin Bucks? Oh, Bucks. Yeah, Bucks, Bucks is coming over OEC from Oceania. Australia. Yeah. OEC Jewel right here. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, going to run hard the one this time, hopefully. Gonna get after it. Has secret, had secret hurdle coach in town. Oh no! Last week, so. that's a tough secret. You know how to talk about that. No, I'm, no, no, I'm not talking about it. Um, now people, people know. Do people know who? This is, this is mo- this is another call to the detectives out there. Do you know who George's top secret hurdle coach is? Because this is something that has flown under the radar so far, for good reason. Because it's like. It's like massive. <laughs> <laughs> it's so big. It's massive. Didn't make no contest in me anything. Yeah, I took a picture of it, so <laughs> yeah, I have, so I have, I have, I have the blackmail. I have a photo on my phone as well. I have the blackmail. It's yeah. out there if we need to use it. But yeah. George is ready. We'll to We'll leave go. that unresolved. Getting coached by the best. But then, apart from George, on, on the men's side, we also have the 800 meters, the meetup between Yard and Mario. And I, <sighs> so excited for that it's race. Gonna be, it's gonna be so entertaining. I assume there's a bunch of other. I think everyone else in the field is probably really good as well. Uh, it's, it's a really good, it's really good. Yeah. So that's yeah. gonna be 1500. For are we gonna the, make? Are we gonna make picks on them or well, ooh, well, is that too contentious? Honestly, I reckon they're gonna they're gonna be fighting for the line. I reckon it's gonna be hard between the two of them. Actually, um, yeah. Let's say the time in in time prediction feature. I think I reckon 146 for both. Of them. Yeah, I was gonna say 146 for both as well. Do you really? think? Do you yeah. think? I Colin Salami just ran one forty six. Did he? Yeah, All these right. guys. One forty three then. Elite. No, not saying Colin Salami is not good. Yeah, but, but okay. So okay. Colin Salami against Colin, Yara Colin Salami ran one forty six nine nine. I'm saying that they're going to run one forty six off running like a fifty two first four hundred. I think they're better than half right. a second. One forty five. You know, one forty five is really fucking. Cool. Now that you put it like that, I'm going to say one forty five. One forty five. Changing really my quick. answer to one forty five. Do you think? I'm saying Yarrod runs. I'm saying 145-0-1. Mario, 145-8-9. My predictions will be very similar. Do you guys... another one? I wouldn't be surprised if Yard runs 144-9, though. He seems like the type of guy that would do that, doesn't he? Yeah. Honestly, his torso lean at the line will get him from 145-0 to 144-9. 144-so quick. So quick. He's got. He's yeah. around three seven twenty eight. I know. I know. Isn't I know. seven like seven twenty eight? What is, is one forty five? Is that that's fifty two point five per lap? I think Yara can do that. Yeah, I think. Yara I think you can run one forty four. Well, what's what's Mario's PB? One forty six. One forty six. Actually, now I'm thinking. Yeah, one forty. If Mario's one one forty six in college, uh, it, obviously conditions, everything has to work out well. Yeah. Well, okay. One forty five. The weather looks beautiful. They're I, in a I'm field of full professional eight hundred. I'll tell you runners. what I hope for. I hope that Myra goes out the very front and Yarrod goes out at the very yeah. back. And, and they meet in the middle with a lean. <laughs> and then a big kick down at the end. That's I'm excited for that back. race. And then we have... The women's 1500 is Sage and getting so after it. Getting after it. Really good field. So I know that they're both hungry to you know, run a quick time, looking at the uh, world champ standards and all that. So they're going to be getting after it. Yep. And then Josette in the 5K, which we don't know exactly how this is going to play out because Alicia was yeah. meant to pace her and she unfortunately has contracted COVID, the COVID-19 virus. So no longer doing that. So I don't know what the pace is. replacement. D. Jones is the replacement. Oh, D. Jones is the replacement. Oh, yeah. Thank you, Danny. That's a very good replacement. Yeah. Yeah. It's a very good replacement. I think, think Riss was saying she, she ran around the 800 and then an hour after that she's going to help pace. So it's very kind I, of I think they're still going to, everything's back on schedule. Are there lights? Don't know. I don't, don't think know. so. Wasn't he trying to get them for the 10K and they didn't come in yet? No, they, they have lights. They have lights, but literally it's the stage and the stage has the lights and it goes around. And it's just Kyle. <laughs> it's just that Kyle guy. It's just him with a torch. <laughs> yeah, and then, the, and then the runners are following him and he's just singing like, I spy with my little... I don't know how it goes. But it's, it's I got, think that's how it goes. That's how it goes? All right, yeah. But that's, that's, what, that's what Pacing Light is. So... Need that little Harvard kids invention. Yeah, we need that right now. Get on the track. I wonder if that would ever be legal. Uh, for those who are wondering, a kid from Harvard for his engineering, I think his capstone project or whatever you call that stuff, he's making a pacing Cat robot. Scan. Cat scan. Cat scan project. Oh, <laughs> you wouldn't know. You didn't have to do one. Nor did I. Only George did. But it's a big deal, apparently. Did George go to Harvard? <laughs> yeah. He goes engineering you know degree that? from the Harvard of Arizona. Yeah. yeah. That's what they call it. The Harvard, uh, that's, yeah, the Harvard yeah, yeah. of Northern Arizona. That's what Mike Smith is calling it. <laughs> the yeah. Harvard of Cocochina. What's the area called? 
Coconut County. Coconut County. Coconut County. Coconut County. <laughs> yeah. Coconut County. But, uh, yeah, we, we, I think we're out of time because Ollie has to go to a very important appointment. Feet pics. Yeah. Get some feet pics. But uh, we do want to stress that just amazing weekend of racing coming up. Yeah. If anyone's in the area, we hope to see you guys out there because we're all going to be there. Yep. Gonna Going to bring stickers, meeting up doing all that meet and greet say don't hello be shy. don't be shy don't be shy the next day hopefully doing a meet up so very excited to see the results that uh come from it the races and hopefully we see you guys out there uh yeah wow that felt like a very rushed finish but is there anything else that we have no i think i think we covered everything i think it was awesome by pp view pp not coming oh yeah does but that go towards the money that the winners get apparently yes something like that <laughs> That's what it says. Well, I mean, like, it says that, but I don't know that because I don't run the thing. But yes, uh, apparently if you, uh, if you buy you that, it goes money. to It won't go point. to me. It won't go to all in once. It goes to the purse. True. True. It goes to the purse. I guess I have to win. It goes to Mount Borsak. <laughs> it goes directly to Mount Borsak, whoever that is. Yeah. But yeah, I think that's it from us for episode 84. Once again, we said so many thank yous this episode, but they were all extremely well-deserved. We had a great time at Penn and I'm very much so looking forward to this one this weekend uh so that's it from us episode 84 hope to see you guys next week bye bye bye